Hare Krishna. So we'll just begin with the invocation mantra, so everyone can repeat after me. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Manushanam Sahasreshu Kashchid Yatati Sidhaye Yatatam Apisidhanam Kashchid Mamviti Tatvataha Naham Prakasha Sarvasya Yoga Maya Samavritaha Mudoyo Nabijananti Lokamam Ajam Avyayam So these are two verses from the seventh chapter of Bhagavad Gita, verse three of chapter seven. And it's also a related verse, I believe it is 25, 25. They're both related. And it's basically presenting the rarity of the understanding of bhakti, how rare it is. Um, how many are here for the first time, if you don't mind, if you're a little brave to raise your hand? Because I'll give you a gift if you do. <laughs> Anybody? Huh? You been to Sunday program before? All right. Anybody? Who? All right. Welcome. So this, you are in the, a temple that celebrates the bhakti tradition, the tradition of loving thy Lord with all thy heart, our heart, mind, and soul. And so here in this verse, it says, Manu. Manu is where you get the English word man. Manushanam Sahastra. Sahastra means thousands. So out of thousands of humans, Kashchid Yati Sidhaye, hardly anyone is looking for perfection. What are people looking for? Money? Satisfaction? Good health? Wife? There's this song. Um, uh, I want a house by the sea, HDTV, Jaya Jagadish Shahari. Many things. What else? What are things people want? Happiness. What kind of, what, is a, what does that look like? What does a happiness look like? Smiling all the time. Bliss, bliss. Okay. But Siddha, Siddha, hardly one is seeking perfection. Krishna is saying this. 
And yatatam, out of that group that is looking for perfection, kashchin mamveti tatvata, hardly one knows me. And then in the next verse he says, naham prakasha, I am not manifest to sarvasya, to all. He says, I am covered by illusory energy. Does anybody know uh, that's here for a, a first time, second time, third time? What is the word for illusion? Maya. Maya means that which is not. So what is the illusion? Uh, here is... It asks us, what's your name? Nafaj. And how old are you? Eleven. Is this the body you were born with? No? And why do you say no? Because you have a spirit soul. But is that the same body you were born with, though? Oh, he's too clever. Now, I don't, are you already taking biology class? No, not even taking biology class, but he's so clever. Uh, is that the body you were born with? The gray sweater? Long, blonde hair? No, and why do you say that? It changes. Oh, very good, very good. So... Uh, the cells that you had at the time of birth, is your mother here? So is that your daughter? Okay, so you agree, that's your daughter. Yeah, all right. So the body that she has today isn't the body you gave birth to. Every cell has died. All the cells that were there at the time of birth, after a period of seven years, they all have died. But somehow she is still here because she wasn't the body. So that's the illusion. We identify the body with the self. So to understand that, that is a certain level of siddha, a perfection. And hardly anyone in the world is looking for that. But that is just a very little preliminary step in spiritual life. Does my voice sound congested? Congested. I just I had a fever the other day. I was getting all this mucus out. Does anybody know where the word the what Sanskrit word does mucus come from? Do you know? No, the Sanskrit word that actually the root of the the mu comes from something. Now the word mucus. I don't know. You don't want to hear about mucus, okay? But we, uh, uh, we want to hear about bhakti. The word mucus means to expel, to get rid of, to free yourself from. So what do, what is, how do you say to get uh, free yourself from in Sanskrit? Mukti. That's how the word comes from. That's the root of the word. So uh, we are all in a state where we are many things we want to get free from. What are some things we want to get free from? Misery. Uh, uh, IRS. <laughs> what else? 
Maya, we want to get rid of that illusion. Fear. Dukkha, unhappiness. Just get rid of all that stuff. We don't want all any of that stuff. What else? Life and death. We want the life either? You don't want the life? Get rid of the life? Or the cycle of just going through it again and again. Old age. No, yeah. Who's saying, yes, let my teeth fall out? <laughs> Nobody is looking forward. Yes, why can't one day till my, you know, I need some aches and pains. So many things we want to get free from. And so in spiritual life, there is this section called jnana. Actually, in all religions, you can basically put it in three tiers, three levels of practice. And the first level is barely even spiritual. It is spiritual simply by its connection to the whole thing. So the first level is called karma kanda. A person simply wants something material in this life or in their next life. They want some comforts, some, some happiness, some uh, HDTV, house by the sea. You know? We used to sing that song long ago. We'd say color TV. Now you're going to say HDTV. Now, uh, would, uh, how many of you have learned some things of other religions or have meet, met people of different religions? Raise your hand. So would you say pretty much in every religion there is a bottom tier of people looking to just get some good things, some good fortune? Is it there? For example, much of the Vedic literature is completely materialistic. Do this ceremony, you get a nice, uh, beautiful wife. Do, uh, petition this deva, you get a nice house, nice this, nice that. Completely materialistic because much of the population is completely materialistic. Manushanam sahastreshu. What does Manu mean again? Man, people, humans. And Sahastra, uh, uh, out of thousands, hardly anyone is looking for perfection. They're all on the, that third tier, on the bottom, just looking for material things. Maybe, like I said previously, you put a... a, a um, Two pice in there and hope you know, many rupees will come out the bottom in the hundi. There are many temples. Just give good luck. So you find that in all religions. Sometimes in a benign manner, sometimes in a very exploitive way. For example, call 1-800 such and such church and give $1,000 and Jesus will wipe your debt. Sometimes it's more of an exploitive way, but people are looking for that material thing. So then we talked about, now that we said, what do we want to get free from? And people said some deep spiritual things. We want to get free from the illusion that we are this body. What are some of the things they said? Birth and death. The cycle of birth and death. 
Sangsara. So that is the second tier. Jnana Kanda. People are looking for something spiritual. Some kind of spiritual relief from material distress. So Bhakti Siddhanta, the Saraswati, the spiritual master of our founder, he tells this story. Jai Shishi Radhakala Chanji. He tells this story of this, uh, this widow. There's one lady and her husband has died. And she has her son. And she realizes that if my son doesn't have a tutor, there's only 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. <laughs> if my son doesn't have a tutor, how will he succeed in life? So she borrowed money and she, um, she worked really hard and she got money to get this tutor. So we have a Spanish tutor right here if you want to get some help for the Spanish. And you're living in what was Mexico, so might as well learn. So, he, so he was going to the tutor. And then one day she came home, and the boy, he was learning geometry. Now, she was, she was also, uh, did not grow, go to school when she was very young. She had a rough life. So, the boy was saying, then A, B, C, then we'll make that into a triangle. And the mother became so angry, so upset. She said, A, B, C. He is in seventh grade. How dare you teach my son A, B, C? How, why am I paying you $100 every month? A, B, C, A, B. She just kept on going and going and going. He couldn't say anything. He just left. <laughs> she did not, was not able to access that information. So we see uh, in this second tier, there is an idea of getting rid of connection to family, money, the whole aspects of this life. There's a conception of getting away from all of that. Now, that it's called moksha, those who are the sannyasis, isn't it? Are they... Um, going after the ladies? No, they're getting away from all that. Are they engaging in business? No, getting away from all that. This is the second tier. That's what they must do. So, what is, first of all, let's ask, what is third tier and second tier? What does it have in common? We have our uh, family in the... Let's see if you can guess. What is this level? You want all the material things... And then the second level, you want to be free from all kinds of troubles. What do the two have in common? Someone say. Yourself. It's all about what you're getting. So this top tier, bhakti, serving God with love, it is 
rarely understood. ABC, now we're getting back into the world. We're getting back into relationships. You're saying, uh, that's why it's a little inaccessible. Someone's getting into spiritual life and they may think, oh, I have to disconnect from everything. And here Krishna is saying, no, no, you have to actually develop a relationship with him. And then we have that relationship with him, then we can properly connect with others. Not in the sense of, oh, you're a good object for my exploitation. I can use you. Nah, I don't like you. I can't use you. But you, you're good for me. No, no. Actually, you are a soul and I can serve you. We can help each other serve Krishna. So it is uh, the mother who could not understand the, the child's geometry lesson. It's like someone who cannot understand bhakti. They're saying, okay, well, spiritual, now we're getting into relationship and becoming a servant of God. Isn't that like, we want to get away from all those moksha. Uh, we want to get free from all those bonds and be free from anything. No, no, actually, that bond is what brings the soul happiness. As we discussed, we are not this body. So if the driver in the car is hungry, he needs some fuel. He can't just take care of the car. So the fuel for the food for the driver is that bhakti, that relationship the soul has with God. And this simple example is given in the Hitopadesh of the hands that went on strike against the stomach. The hands thought, why do we have to feed the stomach? Like we think, why do I have to give 100% to Krishna? Can I get a little bit of, uh, for my own? What about uh, 50-50 at least? 50-50? Isn't that fair? You know? I, he created everything, but 50-50, a little bit fair, isn't it? So just imagine, Mataji is at the feast tonight, and half the plate she eats, the other half she rubs all over her hands. Because the hands are on strike. They won't listen. She's like, no, 50-50. Doesn't help. 100% has to go to the stomach or it doesn't help the hands. If the hands need nourishment, then all the food must go to the stomach. The hands can't take it for themselves. So this is uh, not revealed to everyone, this bhakti tradition. Another story that Bhaktisiddhanta uh, t- tells is of the, there are these two boys, Lalu and Kalu. And they are the sons of a grocer. And the, there, is, there were a bunch of bumbling idiots. They were, they were really bad. They were little kids and they were smoking. Little kids. And he tried to get some teachers or some tutors to teach him. This is another tutor story. And he said, if any teacher, he, 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 he thought it was helpless because they were, they were at, at a young age, they were smoking and uh, stealing. And, and they were such bad little kids, a bunch of bumbling idiots. <laughs> and... Uh, and none of the teachers would stay for long. They didn't want to deal with these kids. It wasn't. So he said, anybody uh, who can teach my kids how to, how, basically how to count to 100, 
I'll, I'll give them half my business. And so one poor uh, teacher, he, he was attracted by that, so he went and he decided to try to teach them. One time he asked, oh, how many, how many, uh, num- how many legs are on that cow? And then they, he said, one, uh, two, uh, three, and then the other boy covered his mouth. He said, no, 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 he's trying to teach you numbers. You don't want that. You don't want numbers. And so one day the, the boys were pretending to sleep. And so the teacher thought, okay, let me go to sleep. And the boys woke up. They went outside. They were smoking cigarettes. Little boys. Crazy. And then they went back and they went and laid down. The man woke up. He smelled this smell. He said, you've been smoking cigarettes. He said, no, no. He said, let me, your hands smell like cigarettes. He said, how could this be? We are sleeping. You were asleep before us. Are you, we are asleep before you. So how could we? And so Bhakti Siddhanta, he says that uh, in spiritual life, we, we can try to present this Bhakti, bhakti system. But there's so many unwilling souls. So many unwilling souls. And they may even blame religion. Like the, the boy started saying, maybe it was somebody else. And, they, you know, it, it, it's not our fault. It was somebody else's fault. They started making all these things. But it was totally ridiculous. Their hands smelled like cigarettes. So one may blame religion and just and have a, a life of just chasing after the temporary. But it doesn't really uh, give an excuse for a life without meaning. One has to find life that is beyond just temporary pursuits. Even if they found contradictions in this tradition or that tradition, one still has to find out the truth. Because human life is more than just to, as Prabhupada says here in the purport, there are various grades of men out of, out of many thousands who may be sufficiently interested in transcendental realization to try to know what is the self, what is the body, and what is the absolute truth. Generally, mankind is simply engaged in animal propensities, namely eating, sleeping, defending, and mating. And hardly anyone is interested in transcendental knowledge. The first six chapters of the Gita are meant for those who are interested in transcendental knowledge. So we have a powerful degree of intelligence. But if our intelligence is to just be better at trying to achieve the goals that are available in animal life, then we are simply just a really uh, well-dressed, you know, cool-looking animal. Maybe not so cool-looking, you know. A lot of animals are pretty cool looking. You know, there's some cool birds and spiders that look except, quite exceptional. So stop here and ask if there are some reflections, some comments or questions. So what are the three tiers? What's the first tier? Our bottom tier, third tier? 
Karmakanda, and it means you're practicing religion for some prophet. They call it prosperity gospel. Well, some, it's gonna, somehow your luck is going to come your way. Then the next level, Gyanakanda, and what does that mean? Means you, you understand the futility of material pursuits. You have no more interest in money and comforts. You just want to get freedom. Moksha. Gone. Hachu. Out. And the top level, we didn't really go into deep, but leading there. Bhakti is having a loving relationship with the Supreme Person. We have an eternal friend that we have all forgotten about. Like there was a man in, in India, he got really sick. He was, uh, I think he was from America or, or Europe. He was, a, he was a foreigner. And he got really sick. And he got amnesia. But, uh, and he was found wandering at the, uh, was it Howrah Station? A train station. He was wandering. They took him into the hospital. They found him, who he was. They connected him with the family. And they started to do the treatment to connect him, bring back his memories. And so they showed him, uh, this is your son. This is your wife, who you dearly love. He's like, hmm? I, I guess so. And again, they're showing daily, this is your son, this is your wife, your son, you love him, you did this with him, you did that with him. You're like, hmm, I kind of think so. So that's how we are with Krishna. We're being reminded about Krishna. He's your eternal friend. You're like, huh, maybe, for a little bit. (laughs) Then we get some feeling, some memory comes. We're like souls with amnesia. The only thing is we're the one that bopped ourselves in the head. (laughs) We chose to get the bop. So uh, if we keep that connection, then eventually we start to relish the relationship between the soul and God. And then eventually we realize, wow, that is my dear friend. That is my sweetheart. That is the most darling personality whom I've forgotten about. So Om Tat Sat, thanks a lot. Hare Krishna.